Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. That's a beautiful sound, though. Every time we try to clink it, it's so gross. Yeah. I should just, now I just know to just hit it against the mic. I'll just swing my microphone into the wine glass. <laughs> that seems like a really professional way to start. Right, yeah. Cring! Someday if we're in an actual recording studio and I'm like, okay, hold on, let me take your $2,000 microphone. I need to bang it <laughs> into this box of wine. <laughs> present for you you have a present for me yeah okay you were having a really bad day yesterday or on sunday I right was, I was. okay so i got you stuff what? but i forgot to bring it true to form so Wait, like what? I, like i got you oh. presents because you felt bad but then um <laughs> you i also forgot them so you get them now oh you oh you brought them now i, I thought brought you, them. you forgot them no i forgot them on the day where you were really sad oh em. but when i came here they they were supposed to also be why gifts. are you so nice well i'm also forgetful so due to my negligence you Get presents now. Oh, my God. Okay, but close it? your eyes. Okay, okay. 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 Oh, put, there's two. So give me both your hands. I'm so nervous. Oh, my God. What is it? Oh, my God. What is it? <gasps> flip it over. Flip it over. Oh, my God. Where did you get this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Em got me this thing called Cocktail Recipes from the Tarot of Cocktails. Yeah, they're tarot cards, but each one is also a recipe for a cocktail. Mystic Drinks from the Tarot. Okay. We're turning this into a thing. Okay. We're going to do like a well, weekly... Well, we'll guest star Allison because I don't drink. Oh, and she makes cocktails so she can make there the cocktails. <gasps> oh my God. Em, what the... F- Literally in all of the world, where did you find... Okay. I actually found it at the airport when I was coming back from Seattle. Are you kidding? Yeah. Allison dropped me off with like an hour to spare. So I had like this, like... <gasps> it looks like a real deck of... Like it has a book and everything. Oh my... Tarot of cocktails, you guys. We're going to do like... We're going to do like tarot readings. I'm going to give I'm going to give you guys tarot readings. Here's your future. This oh. exact cocktail. Oh my god, I'm going to post photos of this. This is amazing. M. I haven't seen what they look like actually. I, I want to ruin the box. Actual goosebumps. Oh, right they now. look like real tarot cards. I have actual goosebumps right now. Oh, wow. It's like something was Let's in- actually do tarot cards with them and just see what happens. Yeah, like do readings. I don't know. Maybe they're all actually just recipes. Well, whatever. Okay, and then the other thing? What is this? It's a coaster for your wine that says I have decided to have some wine to celebrate the fact that I have some wine. There you go. <laughs> That's like the Linda glass you got me that says wine helps me drink. Yeah, it reminded me of that. I was thinking you could drink that 
wine out of that wine glass on that wine coaster. Um, there you go. It's like you read my soul. Look, there's no one easier to buy presents for. You really? Know I mean? Oh, yeah. It says the alcohol-based. Well, sure. There it is. <laughs> but, like, tarot with... I mean, it's Look, that was, that was a freaking nature moment. I don't know how that happened. This I'm scared to even, like, touch. It's... I don't want to mess it up. Um, come on. You were just... You had been sad for a while. I mean, you had a, a real physical attack. <laughs> physical attack. <laughs> like, all, your whole body was denying you. Oh, yeah, my whole immune system so, was raging kind of deserved two more things to en- enable your alcoholism. Um, thank you. You're welcome. That really made my whole day. I had no idea. I made your day at 8.30 at night. All I had for you was a, and that's why we drink koozie. Now on sale at, and that's why we drink bigcartel.com. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I get one of hundreds. <laughs> but also, uh, my brother bought a bunch of chocolate, so you can have some of that. Well, funny you say that, because right before we recorded, I went to 7-Eleven, and I'm, I already told Christine that I'm an only <laughs> child and was not going to have any of their chocolate, because I know myself well enough to know I would eat all of it. So I bought myself chocolate of the exact same variety, too. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right there. I know, but I don't think you really get how much of it I would okay, eat. Okay, all right. You would be like, "Em's a dick." I appreciate it only because it's not mine. So then right, I don't have Andy's. to say I ate it all. Right. No, but like this is because I was. So her brother just came back from Lithuania and brought back all this like European chocolate. Well, yeah, I went to Germany and got like a shit ton oh. of like all the German. Well, there's like I don't know if we're allowed to say it. We might as well fucking say it. Who cares? Why, why not? You Ritter can... Sport is l- my favorite chocolate. I'm sorry, it's on called Earth. Ritter Sport. Okay, Ritter Sport is my favorite <laughs> chocolate, and there's literally a pile of it. And I was like, if I get one of those blocks, I will eat it in one sitting. We got some Hanuta, some Kinder Schokolade. We got some Milka, some... Oh, we got so much chocolate. My brother brought so much chocolate. How do you say this one? Because I've been calling it Alpenmilch. <laughs> <laughs> Alpenmilch. What? Alpenmilch. Milch. Milch. How do you do that? Milch. Milch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to call it Alpenmilch. It's funny because it's an inside joke with one of my friends because we would always come home with, we'd bring an extra suitcase and then come home with like suitcases full of chocolate for everyone uh-huh. back in Cincinnati. And um, there was this one flavor of chocolate and my friend, we were probably in like the fifth grade and we brought her this chocolate bar and it was like a strawberry chocolate milka bar or whatever. And she goes, oh, it's called Erdbeer Buttermilch. And we were like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like Erdbeer Buttermilch, but it's one word. So she's like, Erdbeer Buttermilch. And so right. we've always called it that. So milch, yeah. Germans anyway, just... this is my favorite candy or my favorite chocolate, and I was trying to be very nice to your brother and not eat all well, of it. That was really kind of you. So but, I, I mean, just you went know. down the street. Uh, to the 7-Eleven where they also sell it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> trying not to triangulate us, but way to go, Christine. <laughs> well, I'm moving. Uh... <laughs> Yuck! Excuse me. Are you okay? Weird how that's my first reaction. <laughs> Yuck! Are you are you really are you good? Because that looked dramatic. Why are you drinking? I'm drinking because um, M never responds to my texts anymore. And I really don't. It's giving me like the most insane anxiety. Christine has been texting me every day, being like, "Do you hate me?" Like it's <laughs> driving me bananas. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm like, okay, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. I'm working really hard at work right now. Like I'm, and then I'm like, "Hey, are you alive? What's going on?" Hey, I just have one question. Okay, are you there? And then I send six messages, and I'm like, do you like the Muppets? And you're like, meh. That's the one you respond to? <laughs> oh, that's the important one. That's worth responding. I like how I, like, 
don't care at all about the Muppets, but cared enough to respond. Exactly. And my response was still meh. I just gave you presents. If you're my girlfriend, then this is a very good boyfriend move. You're right. I'm not mad anymore. Thank okay. you. You're for welcome. Giving me gifts. Um, why do you drink this week? Okay, so since I got my hair cut, yeah. I'm now experiencing the life of someone with short hair, and I did not know um, that. I, I didn't realize, because my hair was always up, that I guess it was a sun guard for my neck, and oh, now I don't have you one. you the burn. So I, yeah, I've never had to worry about my neck before, and I went to Malibu this weekend, and my neck is <gasps> fried to a crisp, and I never realized just how much I use my neck, because it hurts every time I move it, which is consistently. <laughs> like, I'm literally fried to a crisp, and it hurts so bad, and I, like... I've been trying to, like, not let anyone see it, so I keep moving my shirt, but that means my shirt keeps touching it. It just is all painful. Oh, do you have aloe? I have aloe if you want some. It's too late. I've already white-knuckled through a whole day of it. Okay. I also want to say... Fuck, I always forget to do this up front. This episode is sponsored by our girl, Lisa G, from Norway. I love Lisa G. $25 patron. Thank you so much. We should so learn much. how to say something in her country language in her country in her country's language i was gonna say norwegian but is that not correct that's correct right that's correct of a language can we type in what do you want to what do you want to say in norwegian we love lisa you know i went to norway once we could say that in norwegian i found out my boyfriend was cheating on me in norway and then i threatened to jump into a river uh, i didn't like my trip lisa g much. here's to you <laughs> to norway it wasn't a good trip we had to sleep on a boat so no on google translate is what you're saying no so what do you want to say in norwegian i love lisa gia loves lisa no wait that's i love lisa huh i love lisa okay oh god i want to do it <laughs> okay good because i don't <laughs> oh okay well i'm just gonna do it in the very broken english Go phonetic version jeg elsker lisa doesn't, that doesn't sound no, romantic. It's wrong. I'm going to say, Yeg Elsker Lisa. Do they pronounce the R? Hey, wait. Oh, Yeg Elsker Lisa. <laughs> That's what Google Translate says. All right. Yeg Elsker Lisa. Right. Thanks, Lisa. All right. Also, thank you, Lisa, for being a $25 patron. Uh, Lisa will get to choose a topic for our monthly video episode. We're recording the first one this week. Yes. And then posting that um, soon. And everybody who's a $10 and above uh, patron will have access to that on Patreon. And speaking of Patreon, we're also doing our first monthly Facebook Live event. And that's available for all um, patrons, anybody from $2 to $25. So our first uh, Facebook Live event will be, write it down. Unless you're driving, don't write it down. Just put Just it, think really hard. Just remember it. Use a mnemonic device. It is September 9th, Saturday, next September. Nope. Oh. Next, <laughs> Shit. next year, 2018, be there. <laughs> write it down. Be, be there. September 9th, next week, next Saturday. All right. All right? 3 p.m. If one were to look at a calendar and start on the 3rd, where we are in the present... And then find yourself six days later. <laughs> Count to six. <laughs> and make sure the year says 2017. Not 371. <laughs> oh no, I just poured wine in my lap. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Elevator music. Wait, wait, elevator music, come back. We're done. Your seat's 
herself and then just took her pants off and now she's somewhere else and left me to narrate. <laughs> Christine, come back. We all miss you. All right. Count to six. <laughs> September 9th. 2017 facebook live 3 p.m pacific standard time because we picked that time because it was best it seemed to be like accessible for most other countries and time zones 3 p.m pacific standard time all right be there we're gonna send you guys more information if you're a patreon donator you're gonna get a link to the group facebook group where we're gonna do a facebook live so get ready and it's like a q a type thing so we're gonna be like chatting with you guys. oh yeah by the way send in your questions <laughs> no you, you do it while you're recording oh shit okay Say, uh, okay, Grandma, come on. <laughs> think of your questions. Think real good and hard. This is my first Facebook Live ever. Yeah, I've never done anything. I've never done a Facebook Live anything. I'm pretty pumped. So we'll, we'll find a way to fuck it up. Basically, they'll just like write questions and stuff, and we'll like interact as they type. Oh, so don't call me Grandma. You've also not done this. No, but I know how it works. Okay, well, that's fair. <sighs> okay. Uh, Ooh, I'm sweating. I know. This is quite an episode already. But I do have to say this. Um... So, and that's why we drink at gmail.com received an email from an email address called and period, that's period, why period, I period, don't period, drink at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Just go. And I'm thinking, the fuck? The subject is slag, comma, coke, et al. Dear Christine and M, your most recent podcast reminded me of the newspaper article below. Then there was an inserted newspaper article by something called the Telepath Reporters, which links to the Telegraph.uk. Okay. But it's called Telepath. All right. And somebody uh, took the time to create this fake news article and link it to an actual website. Wait, so they made a fake article for us? Yes. One in eight. This is the article. One in eight young people have never seen a cow in real life, according to a survey. Worse, while they may have spotted one or another cow on television, 98% of 18 to 28-year-olds say they have never seen a slag pot, nor do they have a clue what it's for. And the 2% that claim to know the purpose of a slag pot are habitual liars. (coughs) A fifth said they have never even left their apartments they live in, listening to podcasts most of the day and being afraid of ghosts. (laughs) The research also found a substantial lack of knowledge among young adults when it comes to other parts of life-sustaining basic industries like steelmaking. Okay. More than 85% of those polled did not know that Coke is neither a drink nor dope, but rather a summer fruit. Just kidding. And 5 in 10 do not know the word fucking is best used as the middle name of Donald Trump. Are we getting trolled? Is this Mad Libs? It sounds like Mad Libs. This is my dad. What? My dad sent me this email. So did he make this article as yes. well? That's a genius man. Um, he created a fake article that linked to Telegraph. <laughs> That's like a petty girlfriend, like trying to like figure out a way to break up with someone. And That's then, beautiful. There's more. He wrote, therefore, I highly recommend that you watch the Slagpot YouTube video attached. Read the following info about Coke and steel making for dummies and use the F word for people and circumstances <laughs> that deserve it. And that's why I don't drink. Cheers. I don't drink. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? But then 
Uh-huh. I showed it to Blaze, and Blaze goes, didn't your dad have, like, an underground satirical newspaper in college? And then I remember uh... he had created this whole fake underground newspaper in college that went, like... Low-key viral yeah, for the time? Yeah, exactly. And he would, like... And nobody knew who wrote it, and he wrote it, like, anonymously. Your father sounds, like, deep throat at Watergate. Yeah, he's kind of a badass, but he's also kind of, like, takes things... A little up there? Up there. This and man knows no boundaries. How did he do this? Did he Google create fake newspaper article look for for a whole generation of people who seem to not know what technology is he really really did you dirty oh anyway i feel like i had that's to not why that. you drink that should have been oh, the that's first absolutely reason. why i drink i just wanted to yell at you about not texting me back <sighs> but uh someone literally put the definition of a slag pot in a five-star review i was like okay I can. you know that. i did a whole story and i still don't know what a slag pot is so well according to um alexis is out of the box Slag pot. It retains the liquid steel during transport and holds the steel. So it's just a really tough pot. It's like a big bucket that like holds liquid steel. Oh, okay. See, Dad? We'll, we'll see. I'll never win. Anyway, that's all I wanted to share on that front. Um, also, thank you guys so much for buying merch and stuff. Um, it's Everything was shipped this week if you're a July donator. August stuff is going out soon. Um, and... Uh, pretty much everything is in except tote bags and posters. So those are going to go out um, within the next few days. So it'll all get to you very shortly. And I'm very excited to get it to you. Uh, and also, oh, so as far as like Patreon donators go, I know we've been kind of like behind on blooper real stuff, but we are creating like a bunch of new stuff. So we're going to do the Facebook live and then the, like the video episodes and then maybe some, um, like instead of blooper reels, but just like outtakes or extra, extra audio clips and stuff like that. So that's all coming too. So don't, don't worry yourselves. I promise it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yep. 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 And that's the end of the show. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) I was about to say. (laughs) So I think that's all. All right. I guess. And that's why we drink. And that is why we drink. Do you want to hear, um, something I tried studying about? Yes. Is the sentence that came out of my mouth all four years of high school? I think I have to say yes. So, (laughs) yes. This is a, another hotel, but it's a good one. Yeah. It is uh, from Austin, Texas. Hey, 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 Austin. And it is a 130-year-old hotel called the Driscoll. Mm. Driskill? Kill? Kill's in it. Ooh, creepy. I would imagine it's Driscoll. I know want kill to be emphasized just kill so the driscoll hotel uh was started in uh the late 1800s by a cattle baron whose name was jesse driscoll sure why not just kill just kill and he purchased an entire uh city block in austin for at the time it was uh seventy five hundred dollars which in the late 1800s was a lot more than seventy five hundred dollars today my story takes place in the late 1800s and i had to do um Conversion. Same money conversion, yeah. Uh, so this would be what he what he hoped for is this was going to be a site for quote the Hotel of Dreams, which would he also wanted it to be the finest ho- hotel south of St. Louis. Okay. Um. So it was like half a block in size, and he designed it super elaborately, like to be crazy fancy and shishi, and had like carved limestone and sculptures of himself and his sons like on every piece of architecture so like even all the way down to like the couches like the handles like the like the wooden structure of the furniture would have like him and his son's faces sculpted into it and shit like very uh 
egocentric. Where is he getting all this money? Being a cattle baron, apparently. I went into the wrong industry. I know. Apparently, I got to just know about my cows. Damn. So the main hotel in itself has 60 rooms with 12 corner rooms, which apparently was a big deal back then. <laughs> and uh, each of those corner rooms also had their own attached baths, which was almost unheard of at the time. Oh. Um, and after completion of like, after building and renovations and all that stuff, um, it ended up being over $400,000, like basically half a million dollars in that time's money. Holy crap. And it had, every room was between $2 and 50 cents and $5 a night, which back then was I'm crazy sorry. steep. Yeah. Five dollars, two dollars and fifty cents a night. Yeah, but back then in the late eighteen hundreds in Austin, Texas, where everyone is a like a cowboy, like that's crazy money. That's like super steep. That's like a subway sandwich. <laughs> it's honestly, if I could time travel and go in the past, go like two hundred years in the past, and just go with a hundred bucks, I would eat like a king. Oh, we would live large. Yeah, yeah. We I'd would... be like, oh, two dollars and fifty cents a night. Book me for the month. I would like a limestone carving of my face yeah. <laughs> on a couch. Thank you. Um, so, like I said, back then, um, most of the people were cattle drivers and cowboys and, like, not, like, uppity jobs. Yeah. Um, well, so it like, sounds like this guy's making bank. I don't know what he's doing. Well, so, I don't know. I think he was just, like, one of he the lucky like, ones. He money. also was a uh, habitual gambler. Oh, so, so I think that's struck a thing. I think that's where his money was also coming from. But so everything was basically wild country. Like, there were still Native Americans on the property. Mm -hmm. um, also, fun fact, this building had a separate entrance for women so that they wouldn't get stuck with the, quote, rough-and-tumble outlaws in the front lobby. Yeah, that's when you were like, oh, if I could go back to a time like that, I'm like, I don't think yeah, I'd never survive. Mind. Never like, mind. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, you have $100, little lady? Yeah. Okay. Little lady. <laughs> that's a good one. Go to the hairdresser. Meanwhile, you could probably, like, do shots with the big boys and be like, who's a little lady now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I could... I was going to say I could beat them all in darts, but I'm lying. Oh, well, you could beat them all in drinking wine. Oh, easy. Yeah. Okay. That's all I need. There's a Tumblr post that says, like, why do we all act like wine is, a like, a like a girly, wimpish drink? Because some girls will drink, like, two bottles of that and, like, rage hard, and some guys will have a cup, like, a glass of it and oh, they're yeah. out for the night oh yeah like oh i think the quote was like girls will drink that shit like it's gatorade <laughs> that's so true though like yeah. some people who don't regularly drink wine will have a glass and be like whoa i'm done like i need to go to yeah. bed um so some of the famous guests that were here were amelia Earhart, <gasps> uh louis armstrong uh michael jordan paul simon sandra bullock and the dixie chicks wait are you serious mm -hmm. sandra bullock is my hero by the way she's from my hometown are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, I love her. Um, it was also where Lady Bird and President Lyndon B. Johnson had their first date. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He also, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, made the Driscoll his election headquarters, and that's where he awaited results for his election. Oh, shit. Fun fact. With Lady Bird? With Lady Bird. Um, <clears throat> fun fact, there were also two assassination attempts uh, that happened at this hotel. One was... For an ex-governor, they tried to kill him because he called someone a lobbyist. Oh, I can't. Oh. In 1908, there was another assassination between two lawyers. They tried to assassinate each other. Oh, okay. Because they pissed each other off in court earlier that day and got drunk at the same bar, saw each other, and drew their guns. And Idiots. both shot each other at the same time. I'm sorry. Uh, what year was this? 1908. Okay. 
So, okay. So, basically, because so many of the people that lived in the area were so poor mm. compared to, like, this guy who had this the greatest hotel south of St. Louis, mm-hmm. nobody could really afford to ever go there. Right. And so, within a year, he, like... Driscoll lost all of his money. Well, I was wondering, I was like, if nobody in town can go, why is there... Yeah, like, oh, okay. so he ended up having to um, sell the hotel. Oh, shit. And it was pretty much on the verge of shutting down, and then he lost it entirely uh, because he gambled it away. <gasps> he, like, bet on his hotel and I lost it. I was just hoping that that didn't come back into play. So he officially lost the hotel in a poker game. But he also, and then he died like a year later too. Like he just died penniless and put everything he could into this hotel and nothing ever came out of it. God damn it. I know. He haunts the place too. He haunts the hotel. Um, He apparently leaves the smell of cigar smoke in guests' rooms and you can hear him laugh at people. Oh. Like, I don't even know. Like if they do something stupid? I would think, but I think it's just like, just laughing at them. Well, that's sad. Um, (laughs) People have also seen full-bodied apparitions of him and apparently the lights will turn on and off when you're by yourself. Good. And he will also grab people while they're in the bathroom. Hey, excuse me. I don't know what they're doing in the bathroom. They just happen to be in that room and people get grabbed. Since when is he such a perv? maybe since he died then um i'm just gonna run through a couple other ghosts because that was literally all the history fun fact sweet just here for the uh here for the good stuff here for the ghosts so one story is in the first floor lobby near the elevators people have seen a guy named pj lawless who was a ticket agent in the 1920s and you can still easily notice him because of his early 20th century uniform. Ooh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PJ Lawless. PJ Lawless. Um, he is also known to check his railroad watch as though he's still like tracking the trains that are nowhere oh, near there anymore. Creepy. And he'll look at and acknowledge people walking by, like as a ghost. Ew. Like he'll interact with people. And then they'll turn around and look back and he's gone. Ew, 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 ew. And that makes him the only spirit there who seems to be aware of us. That's so creepy. Everyone else will just walk by others. Right. Okay, so the hotel's fourth floor is also the home uh, to a woman who committed suicide. Oh, no. And the her spirit has been seen on the fourth floor pretty much, um, pretty regularly, I would say. Um, based on the stories I saw, it was like a weekly thing. Oh, my God. Where people say, see the same woman either... Um, they hear her whispering to them when they go up and down the stairs Oh God! or, um, when they're in their room, they will hear a woman crying loud enough that you want to go outside and like, make sure someone's okay. And then when you open the door, uh, she's either you open the door and all of a sudden the the crying goes away or you open the door and follow the crying. And as you follow to where you think the sound is going, it'll fade away from you. Oh God. Um, and the hotel staff reportedly, um, have a woman crying on the fourth floor, even though no one's there. So even the staff will see it themselves oh or God. witness it themselves. Um, in room five, two, five, which apparently is one of the more haunted rooms, mm-hmm. two brides committed suicide in that room. Oh, at, two different ones at the same time. No, at different oh, times. Okay. But they committed suicide in, in the same room. So one of the brides, it was in 1991. She checked into room five, two, five, after her fiancé called off her wedding, as they do. This keeps happening. It's such a weird... Th- I don't know why. Maybe all the husbands in the world were like, you know what? Let's get them all in a hotel. 
let's let's be bachelors again. Yeah, but like, why are they all killing themselves? I and mean, in hotels, I guess women didn't have many places to go. No. They went in their separate entrance, and they just. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she did have a good time beforehand, though, because when he called off the wedding, she was like, "Oh well, fuck you," and so she grabbed his credit cards. Oh yeah, girl. And after um, she ran off, she ran to Austin, got a place at this very Jaja hotel for sure. And then she went on a shopping spree that racked up forty grand on credit card bills uh, as a fuck you to uh, him. I'm sorry, what year was this again? Too ninety one. Ah, uh, okay. Wow. So I got him in debt. I will say I didn't realize it was ninety one. I thought we were still back in like the eighteen no, hundreds. No, no, no. Forty thousand dollars. What do you think she bought? I'd hope a car. I'd hope something she got to use before she offed herself. Yeah. It's just sad that she killed herself afterwards. Oh, it's definitely I sad. Mean, obviously. <laughs> but it's like... I don't know. I would at least spend... Maybe it was on absolutely anything she could get her hands on just to, like, get him in debt. But mm. I would hope it was something that she got to enjoy for a minute. Maybe... Like, something that you always really wanted but just were like, oh, I'll never be able to afford that. Like, you know those Facebook videos of people using those, like, water-propelled jetpacks? Oh, Yeah. Like, why not? Definitely. Do you think she used one of those? Maybe. I don't know. In her wedding no. dress? No. In 1991. Okay. But I do think that she probably had to have at least bought one thing that was on her bucket list, you know? I would hope. Or maybe she bought a bunch of shit that he hated, <gasps> you know, on his oh, car. yeah. And then offed herself and was like, well, pay it back. Maybe some really embarrassing things that the creditors and the bankers would be uh, like, what's this about? Good point. So anyway, um, the way she did it is uh she calmly walked back to her room and she grabbed a pillow and she went in the bathtub <gasps> oh my God. and she used the pillow to muffle her own sound while no. she shot herself in the stomach so i guess that's why she needed to muffle the sound mm-hmm. i don't know why that i mean i'm not I'm at sorry, all she... i'm not gonna nitpick how someone chooses to do something that horrible but also why would you need the pillow to muffle yourself it's like you it's like she like, wanted to feel the pains. Like, why wouldn't you just shoot yourself? Everyone's going to hear w- the... I know. Like... The gunshot anyway. Yeah. Wait, I don't... So she muffled her mouth and then she, shot herself in the stomach? Yeah, it's like... Oh, no. If the screams were the things you wanted muffled, why don't you just, like... I thought it was going to be the pillow. You know, you put the gun up to the pillow to, like, quiet the... The gun? The impact, yeah. One would think. Maybe but, maybe that is what she did. It just said, muffle the sound. So maybe oh. muffle the sound of oh, the gun. Okay, okay, phew. Yeah, this this is, makes more sense. I'm the true crime expert. Honestly, this is why group projects were so vital to my education growing oh, up. God, every project, my poor partner was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> what That's did you not bring how to the you table?" Shoot yourself, M. Okay, come on. Luckily, I I don't know how to do that. So anyway, guests report seeing that woman That's still really sad, but they see her post shopping spree. So they always see her with a shitload of bags. Fuck yes, in a fur coat. Probably. Like pretty woman status. Prada sunglasses. So um, the last time she was seen alive was one of the guests saw her bringing all the bags upstairs (gasps) and exiting the elevator. Do you think she bought a gun with that credit card? Oh, shit. You know? Oh, that's a good point. I would think she probably bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yuck. Do you think like... Never mind. I was going to say, do you think Dick's Sporting Goods, like, put it in a bag? Oh, my God. And was like, here you go. And she carried it in with her shopping bags. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just picturing, like, pretty woman with all the bags. Yeah, then... but it would be a bag that said Dick's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Beep, beep. Uh, so... <laughs> 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 all right. 
So guests reported seeing a woman overloaded with shopping bags and she was leaving the elevator um, on her floor. How creepy. And that was the last time she was seen alive. So a few days later, uh, the hotel maid was like, mm, this girl has not been seen in a while. So oh, she, shut up. she went up to the, to the room and went into the bathroom and found the bride. Um, and she was in the tub dead. <gasps> and to add credibility to this, um, people probably didn't hear anything. And that's why she stayed there for so long because, uh, just to like for fire safety back then, they, uh, made the walls 18 inches thick. Holy crap. And it was solid brick. So there's a good chance no one heard, which is why like no one reported anything. <gasps> so, um, <clears throat> so she was dead obviously. And then, uh, her ghost started being seen during a lot of renovations on that floor. So two women who were guests at the hotel saw who the a woman that ended up being this this girl who passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two women saw her overloaded with her shopping bags, making her way to her room. And this was during all the heavy construction. So one of the women said she looked really like disheveled and like kind of manic. And she like felt the urge to say something. So she said, doesn't all this noise bother you? if you're staying here during all the construction. And I guess the woman with the bags turned around and stared at her and said, no, it doesn't. And apparently the two guests who were talking to her got this huge sense of like, get out, like got this like really dark, like ominous feeling of like, just like the energy went totally black. Oh no. So, uh, they went downstairs and reported at the front desk and they're like, why would you put someone in the hotel? Um, during those renovations. Why would you put someone in that room on that floor during all the renovations? And uh, the front desk was like, nobody's staying on that side of the hall. So when they said, yes, she literally has a whole bunch of bags with her, um, the front desk clerk went up with them to investigate. And when they went into the room that they saw her at, because she was, remember, she was leaving the elevator and walking to her room. Oh, my God. So they saw her going into her room. They saw the exact room. And so... The front desk went up with them to that room, opened the door, and uh, there was, like, no furniture and everything was covered in plastic and looked like it hadn't been touched in oh years. Oh, my God. Um, the second... This is really fucked up. They call them the suicide brides. Oh. Come on. So that is not me. That is not me before we get comments. God, They're M, called the suicide... such a jerk. I know. So the second suicide bride was staying at the Driscoll, uh, also in preparation of her wedding, would you believe it? And her husband, wouldn't you believe it, uh, called everything off the night before, and she hung herself. Oh. So. What year was that? Do we know? Um, was it, like, before or after this other bride? It was in 2011. Oh, so, like, recent. Which I should add. Uh, so they both committed suicide in the same room. On the same night... So it was an anniversary. Did she know that? 20 years apart. Exactly 20 years apart. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So they, two brides killed themselves in the same room on the same night 20 years apart. Uh, First of all, let's backtrack. If you are staying in a hotel and you know that the room that you're staying in had a bride commit suicide because the husband called it off, why would that be the room that you would stay in with your betrothed before your wedding day? Well, you wouldn't stay with your betrothed. Why would you do anything with your wedding involved in that room at all? Do you think she knew? 
I hope not. It was 2011. She had Google. And this place has been haunted for years. She had to know something. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know if it's better or worse that she knew. I know. Same. So anyway, the um, hauntings that happen in that room are ghostly apparitions, unexplained leaks, um, distant voices, and unexplained clapping. Clapping? I don't know. Also, there has been a lot of creaking sounds, but from above, like in the, in the walls and in the ceilings, it sounds, they say it sounds a lot like if someone were swaying Hanging. from a noose. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. People have seen a woman in a bridal gown crying at the foot of their bed in the middle of the night. Listen, don't stay in this room. Uh, the room needed to be painted four different times because the walls kept peeling on their own after, like, fresh coats. Ugh. Um, and an air conditioning vent that was lying left on the floor, unplugged from everything, was blowing cold air when someone walked in. Um, Yuck. When it was moved, the blowing stopped, and only when it was unplugged would it start working all over again. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, one of the workers described an unusual but distinct humming coming out of his own chest every time he went into the bedroom. His chest? Out of his own chest, he would hear humming. Good. <laughs> and... Uh, when they ended up tearing down the room after it was closed off for years, um, the bathtub was full of perfectly clear, clean water as if someone had just filled the tub. But the faucet wasn't dripping, the floor was dry, and the uh, sink had like rusted over because no one had used it. But it was still filled with perfectly clean water. Ew. And it was lukewarm. Ew! Which means like it had for sure just happened. Ew! Um, then... There is a girl there named Samantha who was the daughter of a senator that was staying there. And she was playing with a ball no. and she no. fell down a flight of <gasps> stairs onto the marble floor. Um. Um, and her portrait hangs on the fifth floor of the hotel. And some visitors say that that portrait's expression changes if you stare long enough. And a few people have even said that if you walk by it, you can feel like you're getting picked up from the ground. Like someone's lifting you. What? Like, you're levitating. People That's say they feel like they're being levitated. Super weird. People also say that um, the eyes of the little girl will follow you as you walk by, and nope. they'll get really dizzy, and um, they'll also get really, really nauseous if they stay there for too long. And if you try to fight off the levitating feeling, then you'll fall over. It's like, I don't know if you're actually getting levitated, or it's like just the sensation of being levitated, but if you fight it at all, you'll literally fall, even if you're not moving or... Like, you won't trip. You'll just fall over. Oh, my God. Um, staff members have also found out that a light near the painting will turn on and off by its own, and you'll hear a little girl giggle. Ew. Um, and the ho- well, the hotel room door next to it will- is like a trick door, basically, now, because it won't ever open or stay closed by itself. So, like, if anyone ever stays in that room... Like, basically, they've had to say people can't stay there anymore because the door will never stay open or closed on its own, oh, even if it's locked. No. Um, and fun fact, she's the oldest spirit in this hotel. Really? It was, like, 1887 or something. Oh, wow. And then Jesse Driscoll, the guy who started this whole hotel, died, like, right after. And he's a spirit there, too? He's Yeah, he's the one that smells like cigar smoke. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Um, so the last story I have is about um, some mirrors mirrors some ghostly mirrors um there's a room there called the maximilian room and it was originally the men's smoking lounge now i'm not really sure what it is but it was once a smoking lounge nice so in the 1850s there was a guy named ferdinand maximilian 
And he became an emperor. What a name. Emperor Ferdinand Maximilian. Fun fact, he actually wasn't, he didn't even know he would be an emperor until he was on a trip to Europe. And he met a gypsy who told him one day he'd be an emperor. And he was like, no, I won't. And then he became an emperor. How did he become an emperor? I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a whole other story. (laughs) Okay. But so he became an emperor and um, they said, you can be an emperor in Mexico, but you have to get married first. (laughs) What? Also, I think this was the French who said you can be an emperor in Mexico. Sure. Or was the French, it was either French or Mexico, France or Mexico. This is not a history podcast. (laughs) This is why I did not go to a better college because I didn't do the best. (laughs) I didn't do my best in high school. Leave your note taking at the door. We don't need you to write (laughs) any of this down. It's amazing. I have a master's degree. Amazing. Amazing. Same. Um, So once he got to Mexico, he also married the princess of Belgium. Oh, sure. And her name was Charlotte. But when they moved to Mexico, she became Carlotta. So Carlotta was hanging out in Italy. And while she was there, she found out that her husband, Ferdinand Maximilian, was executed by the president of the Republic of Mexico. Oh, no. So it said that she went out of her mind and began suffering from paranoid delusions. Oh, no. And it's still unknown if she knew about this or not, but a a belated wedding gift that ferdinand had prepared for her were these it was a set of eight mirrors that were like only mirrors an emperor would buy for his princess wife because they were made of gold leaf frames um that were crowned with her with her face sculpted uh, out of every corner Mm. and they had sterling silver and diamonds dusted on top to add a greater sheen to the surfaces. I mean, boys got me that for our anniversary, but like... Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Allison uh, actually started dating me after I got one of those, and I was like, this isn't enough. Oh, my God. So after the fall of Mexico, uh, after the fall of like their palace, I guess a lot of their belongings ended up getting moved around, and they don't know if she ever saw the mirrors or not. Oh. But they ended up getting auctioned off and brought to the Driscoll. Well, and mirrors were really expensive back yeah. then too yeah yeah imagine like having never seen your fucking face before well, and people then you had those weird sketchy ass like reflections but yeah. they weren't like mirrors they weren't yeah. glass they were like um i don't even know what they were made of but like you can look at them and they're like sort of have your face but it's all distorted imagine the first time someone ever oh my god no experienced a mirror and they were like what that's what i look like like mm-hmm. imagine not knowing what you look like like, oh, like you had like shit. the river to look in kind of the river right exactly <laughs> though um, so anyway, the mirrors went to the Driscoll and they were put in a room that they dubbed the Maximilian room and, uh, everyone from guests to hotel employees have also, they've experienced weird things in the halls next to those mirrors. So, um, a lot of people think that the spirit of Empress Carlotta actually haunts the mirrors. Oh. Um, so they think maybe she like found the mirrors after she died or yeah, yeah, yeah. How did she die again? She, the flu. <laughs> oh, we didn't go over that, right? No. Oh, okay. she just died of the flu. Was it like shortly after that? Um, it was eight, It was like in the 1800s. Oh, okay. It was like 18, also 1880s. Okay. Everyone seemed to have died in the 1880s that was involved in this, except okay. for the suicide brides. Just R-R-I-P. wait till my story. Oh my God. Similar. So um, a the main story that happened involving the mirrors is that a photographer in the 90s encountered... Uh, a woman who he 
I guess, I guess now in hindsight looked a lot like the Empress, but, um, he was doing a, uh, a shoot that was based on modern brides, mm-hmm. which is weird. Cause that was literally the same year as the suicide bride. Oh, fuck. Lol. Bad taste it's in your tasteless, mouth. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he was doing a, um, a shoot with a bunch of brides and when he was unpacking his equipment, he saw someone come in and thought, oh, she's here early. And she was wearing like a very, very like old period piece bridal gown. And his whole shoot was supposed to be about modern brides. <laughs> and so he was going to be like, what's with the classical period background? Like, what's going on with your dress? And when he went to look up at her, she wasn't there anymore. And he was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe I imagined it. And then turned and looked into one of the mirrors and she was standing behind him. No, thank you. And then he turned around again and he wasn't there or she wasn't there again. So anytime you look in the mirror, she was there, but like, but not in real life. And he ended up, uh, I guess that became a regular thing where people just only see her in the mirror. And it's, Two of the mirrors are now facing each other opposite, so it's become that infinity kind of mirror where if you look in one... Oh, sure, yeah. If you see one through the other, then it looks like there's just like an infinite tunnel of right. view. The weirdest thing that anyone has reported that's like a regular thing that people see... Yeah. Multiple people have reported that if you look at, at an infinity mirror, like look at one through the other, and you'll see several, several versions of yourself in... Like, you'll see yourself a million times in the same room, like right. how you're supposed to, but only in one version of you will there be someone standing next to you. What? What do you mean someone standing next to you? Like, they'll see, like, a bride standing next to them, but someone only... Someone who's not actually with you. Right. Like, oh. like you know how if, if you, like, look... I'm, like, explaining it shitty, but you no, know how you'll see... No, I know mirror, yeah. It looks you'll see, like... like, an infinite amount of you. Yeah. There will be only one, like, only one of those frames will be someone standing next to you, but what? the rest of your infinite selves are all standing alone wait what the fuck so like she just like is trapped in like one of well, those is it the woman with the yeah like everyone oh. describes it's a a woman in a period piece bridal gown oh no i just think that's weird oh no like she'll like and also people say that they will feel like they're getting grabbed too if they look in the mirror for too long okay what stop looking in the mirror okay everybody but that's the other that's the last story oh never end them well i never end them well what do you mean? There needs to be like a... Well, mine never end well either, because you're always just like, well, now what do I say? Yeah. Oh, that's true. So I'm Let's gonna... do it again. Let's do it again right now. Maybe I'll pull that on you. Now do I say M? Well, yeah. Talking about suicidal brides. You want me to make this funny? No. All right. I guess it's my turn. Take it away. This is a suggestion that I got um, in an email from Morgan M. Okay. It is the Bender family. Okay. A.K.A. the Bloody Benders. Oh! Do you know about them? Not enough. Okay. But I know I've seen enough of them. I've seen enough of it that I'm excited. Oh, good. It's a really fun story. It's a doozy. I knew I fucked everybody up last week with the uh, Sylvia Lichen story, and I, I do truly apologize. And people were, like, happy I told it, but also, like vomiting on their drives home so mm-hmm. i wanted to kind of like lighten the mood but it's really hard to do that when you're talking about murder so i kind of did like a really old-timey one that's like quirky and it's like it's definitely fucked up but it's like quirky fucked up like us 
right, it's just like us, Em. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely fucked up and it's like upsetting, but it's not as timely and personally traumatizing. I don't know. It's I guess you guys can and can tell me if I'm right or wrong about that. But it'll be a team effort. Let's just see what happens here. I tried real hard. I even Googled quirky murders and it was like, Jesus, I know. Even Google was like, seriously, <laughs> Google was like, Christine, take a walk. Come Quirky. Back. Come back. Have a cup of coffee. Okay. <clears throat> so thank you, Morgan, for suggesting this. It was a great, um, great topic to do. Uh, she actually linked me to the Mental Floss article, which is where I first read about I it. I love Mental Floss. Mental Floss. Can they sponsor us? I just wanna, I fucking love Mental Floss. I honestly think I'm just going to get all my stories from, from Mental Floss from now on because they have the best articles. They do. They do. Uh, it was either Blazer or my brother used to get the magazine, and I was <gasps> always like... I love Mental Floss magazine. I think my brother got it for like his birthday for a year, but it's mm. been a while. Who wants to give me a subscription to that? We should do that. Oh, Let's get that. You can find our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. If only we weren't in the red, then we could actually have money to use on mental floss. <laughs> okay. Um, so just to say before I get started, I used the mental floss article that Morgan sent me, um, murderpedia.org, a.k.a. my Bible. M- most visited website <laughs> slash Bible. The thing that will freak out your parents when, uh, when you pass away and they have to look through your history. Absolutely. The thing that, like, I need you to clear from my browser history when Done. I die. Mm-hmm. Done. Uh, and Murder by Gaslight. It's a blog oh, uh, that I found. It's real fun. Um, very well researched. Uh, and I found this book. I don't know if it's a book or an article. It's called Malice, Madness, and Mayhem, an Eclectic Collection of American Infam- Infamy by Beverly Roth. And I found this through murderpedia.org. And I was like, oh, I wonder... It was a PDF. And I was like, I wonder if this is a book. So I Googled Beverly Roth. And it said author on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, oh great. Oh, nice. So I was like, okay, I'll go look and see what books she's written. Um, <clears throat> so I clicked on her Amazon link. And it said, Beverly Roth has written one book called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Quicken 5 for Windows. And I was like, oh, not, well. not relevant. Uh, so I don't know... What's happening with that? But it's either an article. Did you know that my grandma wrote a book about menopause? <laughs> In the 90s, she was like, it was actually like a really big book. No. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's like 30 cents now on Amazon. What's her name? Beverly? No, her name was Carol Schultz. Oh, sh- my gammy. Shut up. My gammy wrote a book about menopause. The one I chatted to on speakerphone? No, that was my grandma. Oh. I have a grandma and a gammy. Gammy wrote wrote the uh i don't know which is weird because i mean you've met my grandma now she definitely would be one to write a book about menopause i kind of put two and two together i thought that's actually fun fact she has asked if i would write a sexual memoir with her man she is just like she's living really her life off. right now no she's actually i think it would be a really good idea that it sounds like i'm not pitching it well right now but i'll talk to you about it eventually. has she watched grace and frankie I think actually, if she if she watched that show, I think it'd become her favorite show. Because I my watched, grandma's r- real hip and with the times. I watched all three seasons in two days when I was on painkillers and making my vision board, and <laughs> it spoke to me at a level where I was like, "Yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's me." I'll, I'll give you an elevator pitch later, but I actually think it might be a good idea. I'm if pumped. anyone else wants to hear uh, me write a book about my grandma's sexual endeavors. In the 30s and 40s. Then open your wine bottles. Then open your wine bottles and uh, leave a message. So, 
Anyway, those are the sources that I used. Um, now I'm going to get into the story. All right. Let's do that. Em? Yeah. Buckle up. I know. I'm, I'm buckled. I'm going to take you back in time to 1872. <gasps> the story begins in southeast Kansas. I thought Canada was your favorite yeah, place. Yeah, I know, I know. I was just trying to help. You're, okay, play along. Yeah, okay. Your favorite place in the world, Southeast Kansas. Right, yeah. Oh, my yep. gosh. Uh-huh. Uh, incidentally, the same area where Laura Ingalls Wilder had just moved out of, mm. and the house that she had lived in there was ended up being the basis for the Little House on the Prairie. So, <gasps> fun That's fact. fun. Fun fact. That's fun. Same area. Um, so, anyway, that year, a group of new families moved into the area, and they were called spiritualists. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you know anything about the spiritualists of the 19th century. I didn't. I had to I, Google I, it. I don't. Uh, it was a movement that believed departed souls can interact with the living and make contact. And we can make contact with the dead. Oh, so we're spiritualists. So it's us. Right. It's us in Kansas. Yeah. It's us as like prairie people. Okay. Like I feel like, like the prairie podcast. Yeah. The prairie par- the paranormal prairie podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so we're basically... We're basically this story so far. We're basically millennial spiritualists. Right, yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, so, I mean, California's the new Kansas. Well, definitely. I would say so. I would say Los Angeles and Kansas are compared. Only southeast Kansas, though. Oh, don't sure. forget. No, don't you're forget. Right. You're right. Yeah, the prairie and the desert, who's to, who's to judge? Specifically, yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, take notes. Take notes. Uh, okay. <laughs> So the spiritualist thing was like a whole tr- movement back then. It was like a whole trend. Um, people were it's like, still a trend. I mean, it's becoming a trend again. I feel like right. It's you know sweeping how, the nation once more. Yeah, fads like right. recycle. Like we're going to like nineties again. Right. We're right. also going to eighteen seventy two again, and like pulling it all again. Back. Orange is the new black. You know, twenty seventeen is the new eighteen seventy two. I think so. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> Just saying, we're pulling. All the way back. All the way it's back. It's like we've done the 80s. We've done the 90s. Like, we've we've recycled it so much. And we've done the 70s. We might as well go an extra century. You gotta just go as far back as you can reach. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta scrape the barrel at this point. Scrape the barrel and get those... Get those, uh... Spiritualist <laughs> Get that prairie. shit together, yeah. I guess. Get that prairie... Okay. Paranormal prairie podcast. Paranormal prairie podcast... <laughs> Uh, Christine, can you <laughs> delete everything um, from three minutes Dear before Dear future now? Christine, I don't know who started it, but I don't want it to be me. Dear Christine, it was probably me, so please delete the last three minutes. Thank you. Dear future Christine, can you tell past Christine that she's got fucking wine all over her mouth? <laughs> <sighs> Yesterday's Christine helping tomorrow's. Remember when I said I was almost out of blooper reel content? Well, <laughs> clearly we've made up for that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> anyway, so spiritualists were like a popular trend back then. Um, they would hold like seances and you'd see all these mediums like advertising. Remember when there was that whole like snake oil movement where people were like, oh, I can sell you this right, 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 powder right. and fix all your ailments. Um, so it was that kind of thing where... Um, like Pirelli's Miracle Elixir? Yeah, exactly. So people would say like, oh... I'm, you know, a psychic healer. I can uh, fix all of your physical issues or whatever. So it was right. very popular back then. Um, but at, uh, when they, these people moved into rural Kansas, it obviously, they 
kind of were out of their element and didn't totally fit in. Um, and the people who, and a lot of the people who had moved in, the spiritualist families, like, ended up leaving because they were like, we don't feel comfortable here. And a few people, a few families uh, stayed, and most of them kept to themselves except for one family, and they were called the Benders. Mm. Um, so after the Civil War, the government had pushed the native Osage Indian tribe out of the area, of course. Why wouldn't you? It's you America. Know, why not? Uh, into a new territory that would later become Oklahoma. And then they decided to use the native land um, and make it vacant for settlers to come in. So in 1870, uh, John Bender Sr. and his family settled in that exact area. It was near the Great Osage Trail, which would later become the Santa Fe Trail, which was a path that many travelers passed through on their way to the west. So, you know, a lot of people were migrating west Mm -hmm. to make a new life. Um, And that's the trail a lot of people took. So John Bender Sr., who was also called Pa, was around 60 years old. He hardly spoke any English. His German accent was so strong that any English he did try to speak was unintelligible. So Sounds like you. My family. (laughs) It's me. Hi. Right. And Pa. Uh, <laughs> Ma Bender, who allegedly spoke very little English, was 42 years old and was so unfriendly that her neighbors took to calling her a she-devil. Oh, also you. God. I can't tell who you are. God damn it. I was going to call that you, but you beat me to it. I'm not 42. I'm Ma and Pa. Oh, I'm 42 <laughs> and a she-devil. Okay. I was going to go. I was cool with the she-devil thing, but um, I got I got time till I'm in my 40s. Okay. I'm there. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a younger version. I'm also Pa who's 60, so it's like, I give up at this point. But you fucking look at, no. <laughs> I like how that, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you just called me middle-aged three times. But well, I just okay. called you she-devil, but God forbid I call you 60. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, John Benner Jr., so the son, was about 25 years old. Okay, um, me. Pardon? Me, I'm 25. Oh, yeah, you're John Benner Jr., uh, Johnny Jr. Remember that time you were 25, Grandma? I don't, actually. My dementia has kicked in since then. <laughs> but thanks for, thanks for thinking of me. Uh, John Benner Jr. was around 25 years old. He spoke English fluently with a German accent. Oh. He was prone to laughing aimlessly, so many people in town referred me. to him as a halfwit. Me. <laughs> this is literally all me so far. <laughs> but apparently he was really handsome, so not wrong you're like okay still me it's all i need i know it's all that matters uh kate bender was a daughter she was around 23 uh she was described as cultivated attractive and extremely outgoing for a woman at the time she was a self-proclaimed for a woman for isn't that the woman. greatest expression you've ever heard for a woman oh believe me <laughs> just wait till i you read. haven't heard that out in los angeles yet have you in the film industry for a woman you're doing pretty well don't even don't don't even <laughs> get me started for a woman pa you're uh you know carrying those boxes pretty well it's mostly oh you want to write comedy oh are you actually are you funny like for a woman you're pretty funny for a woman you're pretty funny that Mm -hmm. one i've gotten before it's 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 really rough i think that should be the title of your book one day for a woman i'm pretty funny oh that's fun yeah or i'm pretty funny for a woman yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. Trademark, don't steal it. <laughs> we have it on audio record. Yeah, audio record. Said Pa. <laughs> <laughs> Said 60 year old Pa, <laughs> who doesn't speak English. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so you're the halfwit, right? Right. Okay, so true and through. Right, Kate Bender. So she was outgoing for a woman at the time. I mean, again, it's like the 1800s, so it's like real. outgoing Truly. for a woman in the 1800s. Like you know how to like you know shake hands. But to be fair, she was actually extremely outgoing. She called herself Professor Miss Katie Bender. Ooh. She was a gender bender is what she sounds like. A little bit. She was a self-proclaimed healer and psychic and would distribute flyers advertising her supernatural powers that could cure all sorts of illnesses. And I actually found it was in the um, it was in the mental floss article. It's actually an ad from the I'll show it to you from the original newspaper uh, mm-hmm. in 1872. All right. Professor Miss Katie Bender can heal all sorts of diseases, can cure blindness, fits, deafness, and all such diseases, also deaf and dumbness, which like deaf and deafness, aren't those the same thing? But whatever. Residents 14 miles east of Independence on the road from Independence to Osage, mission one and one half south e- one and one half mile southeast of Nora Head Station, June 18th, 1872. So that was an ad for like her services. Wow. She sounds pretty. She was an entrepreneur. I mean, for a woman. I mean, for a woman. Right. She's funny for a woman. Um, so she also conducted seances and gave lectures on spiritualism. She advocated for free love, and she got some notoriety for that. But people were, like, really just, like, intrigued by her. And a lot of people were coming to their home to get treated um, and to contact their deceased family members or loved ones. And it was around this time that people who had left to migrate west um, from the Midwest or from the East Coast started going missing. Um, And at first it wasn't that notable because, you know, people were gone for months and you had to hope you heard from them again. And so it was very, you know, people tended to lose touch. So at first it wasn't really notable. um, And plus the trip was really dangerous and people um, would meet trouble on their journeys with like, you know, Native American tribes and things like that. Like, there was just a lot out there that wasn't settled yet. Um, But in May of 1871, um, in the town, a body was found in nearby Drum Creek. They found the body of a man named Jones whose skull had been crushed and his throat had been slit. There weren't any leads, so they didn't really know where to go from there. Um, And in February of the following year, two bodies of men with the same injuries were found nearby in the same town. Mm -mm. So now the disappearances of people heading west through this area became so common that it, like, became a a known thing. And a lot of travelers started to avoid the trail altogether. Um, And it was already an area known for, like, horse thieves, villains, vigilantes. So it was already a dangerous... Can you you imagine a town these days where they're like, another villain has a... (laughs) Like, nowadays, like, oh, the murder rate in Detroit. But it's like, no villains. It's like a Superman movie. (laughs) All these villains and vigilantes and horse thieves. (laughs) But yeah, so it was already known for that kind of thing. So um, the fact that it was avoided even more because people just happened to be vanishing was, like, striking. Mm -hmm. So in the winter of 1872, a man named George Launcher... Uh, his wife had just died, and he had an infant daughter. Aw. I know. So he decided to move from their town of Independence, Kansas, and re- Candace. Independence, Kansas, and resettle in Iowa. So they started on their trip, um, and then they were never heard from or seen again. Uh-oh. They vanished. The following spring, one of their neighbors, a guy named Dr. William York, decided to go looking for them. 
he went on this journey and he followed the path that they had taken and he started questioning everybody along the trail, the Osage Trail. And he was trying to get any information he could to see what had happened to his neighbor and his infant daughter. What a good neighbor. My neighbor would be like, no. My neighbor's like, who are you talking about? I don't know that person. (laughs) The one with the dog that barks really fucking loud. I have one of those too. They'd be like, please let them die on the trail. I don't Mm -hmm. want them to come back. Please, please keep them. Find out how it happened and then we'll bring you anyone else we don't like. We will pay you for that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so he questioned people all the way to Fort Scott, but uh, on his way back when he was going to make his return trip to Independence, he vanished as well. Oh, my. So here's... Well, it's because he was going sniffing around. Sniffing around. Uh, And here's where things kind of turned. So Dr. York, who had been going on this, like investigative Scooby-Doo type journey uh, had two brothers and they were super powerful. Uh, Their names were Colonel Ed York and Kansas Senator Alexander York. So they were like, you know, up there and they were determined to find out what had happened to their brother. Um, So Colonel York decided to lead an investigation in the area. So on March 28th, 1873, he arrived at the Bender Inn and explained to the benders that his brother had gone missing and asked if they had seen him. Uh, they admitted that he had stayed with them and suggested that perhaps he had run into trouble with Native, with Native Americans after Aww, leaving. Blame the victim. Blame the fucking victim. Blame right? the, the whole nation's victims. The oldest, the oldest ones. The victims. Yeah. And then Colonel York agreed that this was possible and stayed for dinner. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess, I guess innocent until proven guilty is not a thing, huh? And that's why we drink. Anyway. Also, did I not tell you I'd finish a square? A square? Of chocolate. I did that once in sixth grade, and my teacher made me tell the class that I shouldn't have (laughs) eaten a whole square of chocolate. (laughs) And I cried in the bathroom. I literally just did that for, because it's fucking Tuesday. Okay, so he agreed that it was possible and remained for dinner. Uh, on April 3rd, the colonel returned after he returned to the Bender's house after hearing that a woman in town had once been threatened by Ma Bender at knife point. Ma said she couldn't understand English, and the rest of the family <laughs> denied the claim and said, we don't know what you're talking about. But then he accused her again, and she became enraged and started yelling in English, that the woman was a witch who had cursed her coffee. Okay. I mean. I mean. You got to give it to Ma. Yeah. <laughs> Someone cursed I was going to say, she's not the only one who's felt that way before. I mean, you called me Go Ma. Go to a Starbucks a little too early. Oh, yeah. You, They've all done it. You called me Ma. You weren't wrong. Someone curses my coffee. I will threaten you with a knife. <laughs> Or just doesn't give you the coffee at all. Or just like a mean tweet, but like probably in the 1870s <laughs> a knife. I don't know. Anyway. So <clears throat> before he left, Kate, the daughter, asked him to return alone the following Friday night so she could use her clairvoyant abilities to help find his brother. Okay. So she's like, if you come back later this week, like I can use my. I don't trust her. Ghostly for powers. For a minute. To uh, learn them and find where your brother is. Hook, line, sinker. Exactly. So later on that night, um, he was sitting alone in the front room. Um, 
and he happened to notice something glittering underneath one of the beds. Oh, no. He pulled the object out and saw that it was a locket on a gold chain. He opened it and was startled to see the faces of his brother's wife and daughter inside the locket. Oh, no. So he recognized it as a trinket that his brother had worn on his watch chain, uh, realized that like this inn had something to do with where his brother may ha- have been or may have been last seen alive, um, mm-hmm. and peace the fuck out. Good. Good boy. So apparently the men with York were convinced the Benders and a neighboring family called the Roaches were guilty and wanted to hang them all, quote unquote. But York insisted that more evidence must be found before we just hang Fair. everybody. Although I would also like to add that there's a paranormal aspect to this already. Cause I feel like that's like a sign from up beyond being like, get the fuck out. You know Wh- what I mean? Which part? Hems finding a locket. Oh yeah. I feel like if I were looking for the people who killed you and then I saw obviously oh. a locket of geo, not well, fucking sure. blaze. Also the locket thing is one of those stories. It's, I read like probably nine articles about this and I, only one of them had this storyline. So really? It, yeah. So you would it, think it'd be a real, so it might be vital. a part of the lore and legend. So I don't mm. know if that's, that. we're going to go with it though. I liked it. I've decided I included it, but I wanted to add that it was kind of one of those things that was maybe part of the story that was added later. Yeah. But yeah. 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 It's a fun part. Um, okay, so they questioned the Bender family. Um, oh, I said that already. Okay, so obviously there's like a lot of drama. This is a small town. Um, and the town decided to have a meeting uh, at the Harmony Grove schoolhouse. Uh, always the schoolhouse when it comes to murder. Always. Mm-hmm. That's where you go. Um, and they decided that they would search every home in the area for any evidence of the murder. So that's what they, like, gleaned out of this meeting. And the uh, Colonel York said the brother, and uh, two of the male, or the two male benders mm-hmm. were, were all at the meeting. Okay. By the time the searches began, they noticed that the Bender family inn appeared abandoned, and the farm animals were starving. Oh, no. When the search party arrived at the inn, they found the house intact, but it was also missing some clothes and food, and they smelled a foul odor. Oh, my. I guess foul is a dead body, you'd say? Like, what, what do you reckon? Well, I reckon it's nothing good. Okay. They... Something ungodly. Something ungodly, for sure. They noticed a trap door near the dining room table. Oh, my. It happened to be nailed shut. Oh, my. They managed to pry open the trap door, and not only did it have the most foul stench coming out of it, but it was also covered in congealed blood. Like I'm done. The, the walls and the entry, it was all covered in clotted blood. Uh, they inspected the room that it led to. It was like a cellar. If you have uh, to pry a trap door open, you shouldn't have to even be in that room. You're like, oh, there's a rotten smell coming if from If I remember, here. like, Christine, there's a trap door. Help me pry it open. It's nailed shut and smells bad. Why are you like, all right. Like, <laughs> whoop. I'm not. I'm like. <laughs> there's a Christine-shaped hole in my wall. I'm like, I'm going to Dave & Buster's to play some arcade games <laughs> and have a drink. Bye. <laughs> See you never. You can Snapchat me whatever the fuck you find in that <laughs> hole. Geotag it while you're at it. <laughs> Geotag where you are. We'll chat tomorrow. <laughs> no, thank you. 
So they found this hole, this cellar. It was six feet deep. Okay, so it was seven square feet at the top and then three square feet wide at the bottom. Yeah, so it was like a, like a cone bucket. Yeah, it was like a funnel cellar thing. Yeah. Um, so they went down there. Blood was everywhere. Uh, yeah. There were no bodies. But they determined that the smell was coming from the blood that had soaked into the soil. <laughs> Foul. Uh, they began to investigate the rest of the property to see what was up. Um, they found fresh mounds of dirt out back. Like, literal soil had been overturned yeah. recently. Um, and there were nine piles. The first body they found was Dr. York. Oh, my. So they found his body. He was buried face downward with his feet barely below the surface. Um, they searched that night and the next morning, and they managed to uncover nine bodies in eight graves. Oh, my. Plus a large number of body parts. Everyone but one person had been bashed, had had, had their skull bashed in with a hammer, and their throat slit. The one body that didn't have a crushed skull and slit throat was the infant child's body they found, uh, which was determined to be buried alive underneath her dead father. Oh, no. Oh, no. They also found the remains of an eight-year-old girl. Oh, no. Badly mutilated. Oh, no. Uh, The town got so furious after this discovery that a crowd of people hunted down a friend of the Benders named Brockman and interrogated to him as to what he knew of the murders, and he claimed he knew nothing. So they hanged him from a beam in the Bender Inn until he was unconscious, then revived him and interrogated him again. He said he still didn't know anything, so they hanged him again. They did this three times. What? And then he apparently staggered home, quote, as one who is drunken or deranged. And I'm like, or as someone who was just hanged three times right, like, until they're unconscious. Yeah, like a, like a justified. Like you killed all a, their brain cells? Yeah. Maybe? Like someone who is not coherent. Right. Like maybe. Maybe from oxygen loss. Right. Or maybe they almost died three times. But, you know. Um, investigators then decided to figure out, like, how and why mm-hmm. these murders were happening. This is where it gets interesting. So, the Bender family, this is what they would do. Tell me. So, they'd have guests come to their inn, and guests uh, were urged to sit in the place of honor. Oh, Christ. Which is at the head of the table. And in their house, there's actually, like, um, diagrams of how their house was laid out. But they had a a curtain partition uh, laid out, like, uh, hung against the wall as sort of a or hung against, hung from the ceiling as sort of a wall partition. Um, you keep saying partition, and I just keep thinking the Beyonce song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, so the curtain sort of, like, cordoned off the front dining area and the back of the house, basically. Sure. So it's like a fake wall. So while dining, one of the male benders would go, would be back behind the curtain and if the person uh, was sitting in the, quote, seat of honor, uh, their, the back of their head would indent into the curtain. And one of the male benders would take a hammer. Oh, like he could see where he needed to hit. Yep. The indent of their, the back Fuck. of their head. And they would swing the hammer into their head. 
with one big hit. Uh, and then when they fell, one of the women would then slit his or her throat to ensure that they were dead. And then they would drop the person down the trap door. And then when they went down to the trap door, they would strip the person, strip the body, and then bury it somewhere on the property. They found more than a dozen bullet holes in the cellar, indicating that some of the victims may have fought back. Oh, shit. After they'd been hit in the head. So are you going to tell me the purpose of killing them? Or is this just like they're deranged and just kill? Let's take a moment and wait. Uh, uh, right. Okay. For yeah. me to tell the story. I'm sorry. I'm being speedy. I'm being speedy. That was too speedy. Inconsiderate. M. Let's take it slow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So actually, so okay. So basically, they found bullet holes in the basement that indicated that some of the victims may have fought back um, after being hit with the hammer, mm. which is fucked up. Uh, then this like theory was kind of verified by. Uh, a guy named Mr. Wetzel, who... Wetzel's pretzels? Yeah, he invented Wetzel's pretzels. Wow, he's done a lot for himself. I googled Mr. Wetzel earlier, and it was like... It was like, cheesy hot dog nacho pretzels. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. It's like, close, maybe later, <laughs> but not like, right now. bookmarked, but we'll get back. Yeah. <laughs> um, bookmarked. <laughs> I know, I, I Mental really... Mental book, book note. Mm, I have wanted a pretzel ever since that. Uh, but yeah, so he, Mr. Wetzel, had read Kate's advertisement, you know, her, her special skills. Oh, um, who could forget? Right. And traveled to uh, their home with his friend, seeking a cure for his neuralgia. Do you know what that is? Neuralgia. No, it just sounds like the Nalgene bottles <laughs> that everyone uses. What's a neuralgia? It's uh, when one of your nerves uh, is either damaged or like irritated and it causes like extreme pain in your body it's like if your nerve it's just like um damage to your nerve and it's just very painful apparently wonderful um but yeah so he had that and he went to kate and kate examined him and expressed confidence in her ability to affect a permanent cure oh my right because she's kate so she goes well why don't you just have dinner with us first oh so, for some reason, uh, the two men, so he brought his friend, and uh, the two men decided they wanted to eat their dinners at the counter instead of, like, the head of the table. Right. Smart boys. Yeah, and I guess Kate became, like, pissed off and abusive was the word they used toward them. Um, like, lost her mind and was like, no, you have to sit there. And they were like, what the fuck is going on? And then they saw the two Bender men emerge, like, from right behind the curtain. And uh, Wetzel and Gordon, the two friends, were like, we got to get out of here. So they just, like, pieced the fuck out and walked out the front door. And so they're the only ones who were like, yeah, we noticed something They didn't even try to chase them down or anything? No. Wow. That's, I think, the only known case I've ever heard of where someone literally just walked out the front door and didn't get chased. Yeah, I guess they were like, sit there, sit there. And they were like, no, we don't want to sit there. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. Like, it's weird. But I guess they're two grown men, so it's, like, hard to imagine being able to, like, I don't know. But so that's kind of, like, that was one of the stories that sort of validated that theory. Because Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, they wanted me to sit next to that curtain, you know. So, to answer your question... It turns out the Benders had been murdering people for their money. Oh, that's it. Age old story. It's it, but it's super lame. Timeless. Too. Timeless. Because the amounts they stole range from, get this, 
40 cents. Shut up. To $2,600 max, um, as well as like some livestock. And what was the currency difference? Right. So all in all, after killing 21 people, by the way, Woo! murdering, slaughtering, mm-hmm. hammering them in the head, 21 people, they managed to steal $4,600, which today is $81,000. That's it? Not even six That's figures? It. That's it. And by the way, their neighbors were involved too. So it's like, there were probably 11 people involved in this. So you divvy that up. $80,000? Yeah. Not no. even worth it. Not even worth it. But so like 11 people in total who would have wanted a cut of that. It's nuts. So wait, let's just pretend $80,000 divided by 11 is what? It's like $7,300 in today's money. I think 11 is too many. I think I, I counted wrong. Oh. Okay. How many would you say? Say like, um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Say like six people for now. I mean, well, that's almost double. That's, so that'd be like 13, be just over like $13,000 each. I would not kill someone for $13,000. I would not kill 21 people for $13,000. Oh, that's even fair. Hang on. So $80,000 divided by 21 people. Each one was around 3800 bucks. Right. Per person. Right. And then you had to divide that by like six people. Each person got maybe, maybe 650 a person. Yeah. On average. Is that. Would you kill one person for $650? Never. No. Dude, $650. Maybe $650 billion. I could go on the internet and say, who wants a video of my toes like in whipped cream and probably get more than that. You know, for stupid (laughs) shit on the internet where I don't have to murder somebody. Oh, yeah. Like, I can put my morals on the line in far better ways than murdering 21 people. Right, right, right. And make that kind of money. Right. But yeah, so basically, even the Mental Floss article was like, they literally only made $4,600 out of all these people that they murdered. So it wasn't even like they were becoming wealthy or anything. Yeah. Even in the day and age. Um, So after this all happened, uh, and some of the people they stole from had, they got 40 cents from them. Like, don't kill a guy with 40 cents. That's so You know, one time I was driving, um, I was driving with an Uber guy. And he was telling me that he used to work Domino's. And I was like, oh, did you ever... He, I was asking him, like, oh, is it ever dangerous? Like, the typical shit you ask an Uber driver when you're making small talk. Right. And I was like, oh, is it ever dangerous? And he's like, no more dangerous than when I worked as, a like, a Domino's delivery driver. And I was like, oh, is that really bad, too? And I guess Domino's has a rule where you can't have more than 15 or $20 in your pocket oh. um, to break change for um, tips sure. and stuff like that. But you can't have, like, they don't have any more than that much money. Right. But he's gone to houses before where I guess they intentionally ordered, like, they didn't want a pizza. Like, they literally were just trying to rob someone. So they ordered a pizza from Domino's just so someone would come to the doorstep and basically, like, just walk into getting robbed. What the fuck? And people, like, that's actually happened to people before, apparently. And so this guy was like, yeah, they, like, didn't even want the pizza. They, like, grabbed it out of my hands and threw it, like out the door and then just like pulled me in their house and i was like what the fuck and they like held him at like knife point or something it was like give us all your money and but so the uber driver that i'm talking to it this happened to he was like they really wanted to fucking kill me over like 15 bucks like i was telling them i had no more money than 15 dollars. i threw them the money and like turned my pockets and set out and they knew i had only 15 dollars, and they realized that i wasn't worth it and let me go but at the same time it's like 
for 15 bucks they were willing to do that. So I guess 15 bucks today is basically 40 cents then. I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, Domino's is like a corporate company. You can't expect them to not have shit like lined up. I know. Like order from your local. Uh, no, don't give anyone ideas on how to rob your pizza. Guy. Pepperoni Tony's. <laughs> I don't know. But like. Pepperoni Tony. But like Domino's <laughs> is not the place where you're going to get hundreds of dollars. I know. Right. Like, right. Like in cash in 2017. Right. Exactly. In cash. Like, yeah. Fucking stupid. Like of any company that delivers pizzas, they're going to have their shit together. Yeah, exactly. God damn. People are dumb. M. Okay. Uh, so this story became sensational. Uh, rewards were put out to find the missing killers. It turns out that no one in the family, in the Bender family, was actually related except <gasps> Ma and her daughter. Oh, no. And nobody's real name was Bender. Oh, no. Pa, me, right, was born John Flickinger right. in 1810 in either Germany or, or the Netherlands. Ma, also me, mm-hmm. uh, was born Elmira Mike, and her first husband was named Griffith, and she bore 12 children with him. Holy crap! Yeah. She that's was, your future. That's me. She was married <laughs> several times before marrying Pa, but each of her husband died of mysterious uh-huh. head wounds. Oh, her daughter, Kate, was born Eliza Griffith, so her name was not Kate, so she had adopted that fake name. She was her fifth daughter, I believe. Uh, or her fifth but the child. other 11 were like, no, mom, I don't want to help you murder people. They were dead. <gasps> Did they all die from mom? I mean... Can you imagine being a mom and killing 11 of your 12 kids? Like, we know who the golden child is. We definitely... I'm definitely rewinding and saying she did not kill 11 of her children. And I'm going to explain that in five seconds. Right. Okay. We'll get there. Uh, So anyway, her daughter, Kate, was born Eliza Griffith. John Bender Jr.'s real name was John Gebhardt. Uh, He was not related to his. To Pa or Ma or none of them. Uh, And many who knew them in Kansas said that actually he and Kate were uh, husband and wife, not (gasps) brother and sister. Oh, no. Uh, it also turns out Ma wasn't even from Germany and spoke fluent English. Uh, they became, so the Bender family became the nation's first recorded mass murderers. Oh, the nations. The entire United States. They were the first serial killers. Wow. Yeah, in the United States. You know, how do you, how does one find a group of other people who are also interested in killing someone and going so far as to create an entire family and live together in the same house and have a whole system rigged. Um, I was wondering the same thing because I was like, none of these people were relate. Like most of them weren't or related. You bump into each other on the fucking trail. Yeah. You're like, Oh, on a train, like, Hey, and then like, you like just have to make enough awkward jokes until you're like, no, but seriously, you want to like, right, right. like, if only I could kill everyone here. Ha ha ha. And, like, exactly. Oh, but wait, no, but how would you do it? Ha ha ha. Oh, but wait, Oh, but wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, but how would you do... Like, how do you... How do you... Like, uh, just kidding, but... Right. But no, seriously. Right. <laughs> it's like, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not serious, but if I were serious, this is how serious I'd be. And okay. that was my biggest question the whole time, because I'm thinking, there are these five people... One, two, three, four. I can't count math. <laughs> okay. There were these four people, but then they also had the neighbors who were involved. And it's like, how... on How... And God's earth, they're in southeast Kansas in the 1800s. Like, there were maybe, what, like... Two people there? Right, like... Before a, they showed up? Totally. There's, like, a handful of people in the entire state. And they're like, oh, we have seven people who are willing to murder infant children and bury them alive. That's so wild. So we can make 
six hundred bucks a person. Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck? But you're right. Like, how do you find? But so nobody knows. Like, like you know how else they could have made that money? Work for a week. Like, it's a paycheck. I mean, and like, what were you, you getting know? out of it? Yeah. And she was doing her whole psychic tours and all that. It's like you were probably making enough money doing all that shit. Yeah. Like, what's up? Like, you couldn't just. Can't you do what we do and just be like, hey, let's talk about ghosts. That's literally what she was doing. Donate to our Patreon. Yeah, but then she started murdering people. Well, she didn't need people to donate, if you know what I mean. She was just making the money from... If you know what I mean. ...their bodies. Um... What? I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. With it turned, her bodies? With the, all the dead bodies. Oh, the dead bodies. Not like a sex thing. Because some people did uh, say she might have been a sex worker, but then... Well, maybe a sex thing. A bunch of people said she was also a witch, and I'm like, okay, I don't trust any of these people. I mean, she could be a sex worker, witch, clairvoyant, you know. Yeah, you're right. I it, mean, there's someone out there who is. Listen, she was also a uh, clairvoyant, psychic, healer. Spiritualist. Spiritualist. So, like, who the fuck knows what she did? I don't know. Anyway, serial killer also. Oh, that, yeah. There's that. And sleeping with her, like, not brother. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know. You know what? If you just watched the most recent Game of Thrones, incest isn't like the biggest issue in the right. world anymore. It's so sort of like okay. part of pop culture now, you know? Right. Yeah. Blah. 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 Don't sleep with your siblings. Did you, did you hear that, kids? I just, just a good PSA. Good, a f- good fresh reminder in case anyone forgot. The only child of the room, M, has a PSA for you. <laughs> Where am I? I didn't hear only child like I I was raised with no siblings. I heard like the only child here. And no! I was like, I'm, I'm not I the meant, only child. I'm There's the Geo. one with no siblings. Right. <laughs> yes. No, I gathered that late in the game. Uh, okay. They became the first recorded serial killers in the United States when the 10 bodies were recovered at the end. That was the first time in the entire United States that they had like be, been able to pin... Wow. Multiple murders. On just one group of people. Right. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, Without DNA or anything. Totally. Exactly. Just off a hunch. Just like buried in the petunia. <laughs> uh, so many believe that the Benders killed uh, at least 21 people. So like most people believe they killed more than 21 people, but that's kind of like the... Mm-hmm. Um, several vigilantes. So remember the bodies I mentioned earlier who were found like in the river and then there were two more bodies found yes. nearby. Those were also linked to them too later. So it's like, gotcha. The nine bodies, the nine bodies in the garden, then three bodies they found. And then they believe it's up to 20, like at least 21 people in total. Wow. That they it's murdered. Like- okay. Um, so as far as, like, what happened to them, several vigilante groups claimed to have found the benders and murdered them, but none brought back proof and were able to, like, claim the reward. Right. Um, the official investigation notes that testimony from railroad employees placed the benders boarding a train for Humboldt and traced the younger benders to trains going to Texas or New Mexico. Uh, the older benders were allegedly seen on their way to St. Louis by way of Kansas City, but no one ultimately knows what became of them. The house in which the murders took place, so people would come. It was, like, so sensationalized that people would come and just take pieces of the house. And it got, it got to the point where the entire house 
including the like cellar they took bricks out like people would come and just take pieces of it jesus to take home or whatever so the entire um nothing remains of the entire house so people wow people, people came, literally just to- took literally piece by piece took the house apart tore it apart and piece by piece exactly. but also that's like such bad juju I well, that's feel. what i was gonna that's say that's crazy bad don't you think having a brick from that cellar covered in blood is bad juju oh that's for sure bad juju like why do you want that well, I mean, I know why I want it, but I also know why my Same. good conscience would be like, no, no. Put that away. Yeah. Yeah. So people would literally travel there, like take. Oh, I know. I understand. off and stuff and like take it. And home. part of me is very jealous of the people who have a piece of that house. But another part of me is like, oh, can you imagine the energy that you just like put in your house? Just even knowing that like, oh, there's. Well, there's that conversation again of like, would you wear the shirt of someone who was a murderer? Yep. It's like, it's just a shirt, but well, you have the association so deeply ingrained in you. But you think of like a brick from that cellar and it's like, there's probably congealed blood on this from people who... Right. So maybe there's more of like a, like an actual physical... Heads they bashed in. Like, it's so Ugh. fucked. They, they murdered an infant baby in this cellar. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's so fucked. Also, it really like paints a bad picture for you of like, imagine you like are really like, if, I mean, we're fucked up. So like, if I somehow brought a piece of this back you'd be one of the first people i showed and be like wow i can't believe i actually am holding this and we would at least be fascinated before we got disgusted five minutes later but like imagine if you're like dating someone and like they see this brick in your house and they're like where's this from then they realize they are like dating a serial killer fanatic it's crazy like they're like oh well you think about it like we have pieces of the berlin wall and it's like even right. that is like so powerful and it's like fascinating and you have like pieces of graffiti or like if you go to like um sedona like the vortex like mm-hmm. you take the rocks and yeah. they say that the energy is like pretty wild and so it's like you have like a piece of history or whatever but <laughs> to have a piece of history that's like drenched in congealed blood of innocent victims yeah. i don't know i don't know if i want that but you know whatever but the whole place has been torn apart apparently um, and the, so the house actually is like um, completely disem- disassembled uh, and carried away. Nothing remains at this point to even indicate like where the house was because people shit like all the way through the foundation. Totally picked it apart. Um, and even though the house itself is gone, like off the like there's no like specific. Marker, right. There's no linings or anything. Right. Like where the house was. Um, the property is said to be haunted by the victims. Right. Well, why wouldn't it? Yeah, totally. So people say like, if you go at night, you'll see like lights and weird, um, glowing apparitions and things like that. And they say it's not only the victims, but also Kate is still there. They think. Oh shit. Well, yeah, she was so connected spiritually spiritually in theory. Right. So they, people believe that, um, the victims and Kate are still associated with the land so yowza. pretty fucked up yowza so that's my attempt at uh rectifying the sylvia likens case we definitely distracted us good distraction i thought good distraction good distraction you know good luck editing this by the way yeah it's fine okay not our worst not our best not our best not our worst all right that'll be our uh, our combined autobiography <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty average. We're <laughs> mediocre. And we're proud. We'll just be like, you know, um, I, so you know how the, like the equal sign is like the straight ones, but they've got the squiggly equal yeah, sign yeah, yeah, too, yeah. which basically means like almost. Approximately. Yeah. I feel like 
the title of our book should just be that symbol. Just like the, <laughs> eh, almost, like, kind of. I mean, sort It's of? like, what, you know. If you uh, round up, I guess. Or down. It's around there. It's like, just pretend we're there. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> what is that symbol called? I, it, it's called. It, the equals squiggle sign. It's called the. Christine and M making it kind of maybe oh yeah through life I did learn symbol. about that in right. in trigonometry <laughs> okay hey oh, any you, are you there anybody oh <laughs> no they're not it's just us now hey God it's me oh Margaret hey Satan it's me M just trying to keep everyone around that's our book two of uh, our- <laughs> are you there Satan it's us again. <laughs> Hey, Satan, are you there? Knock, knock. <laughs> We're back. Please pay attention to us. Uh, if anyone's still here, thank you. <laughs> if anyone's still here, I'm sorry. And, and that's, that's <laughs> why we, we drink. drink. <laughs> Find us on uh, email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com. Or on the corner, probably drunk and passed out somewhere. And trying to drag me back to my house. <laughs> also on Twitter at ATWWD Podcast. Uh huh. And that's it. Okay. And on oh. Instagram oh, at sure. ATWWD Podcast. And on Facebook, Facebook, you can join our secret group, which is a lot of fun. You can find our website. And that's why you drink.com. And our store. And that's why you drink.bigcartel.com. And that's why we drink. Bam! To clung up. Help. <laughs>